Jemima put down her menu and looked at Timothy carefully. You know, Nicholas, I think that your visit to the country did you good. You look healthier somehow. Is it very beautiful down there? Oh, yes, said Timothy. Though, of course, with the floods at the moment, it's a bit difficult. I don't know how badly affected the farm is. Poor you, said Jemima. She put her hand on top of his and pressed it sympathetically. You must be so worried about Timothy and Gwyneth. Can I do anything to help? Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. This is James Schofield, the creator of the podcast Behind the Bottom Line and the writer of Season Five story Double Trouble. This is Episode 5 and let's just recap what's happened so far. Tim Aldridge has replaced his twin brother Nick in London and is pretending to be a top advertising executive while his brother is trapped by flooding on the family farm in Devon in south-west England. Nick's ex-girlfriend Jemima has reserved a table for farmer Tim and herself in a restaurant and seems interested in restarting things. Meanwhile, down on the farm, Nick is explaining to Gwyneth and Wanda how to seduce somebody for Gwyneth's latest book, Software of the Heart. Back in London, Jemima seems to be pretty good at this. Is she actually going to get Tim into the bedroom, thinking he's Nick? And is Tim going to let her? Chapter 9 Dating Jemima The BBC News reports on the radio that Monday evening were not encouraging for the Aldridge brothers on either side of the country. Rescue workers are still having difficulties clearing roads and reconnecting power and telephone lines to large areas of the southwest of England. Efforts are being concentrated on villages still under flood water. There are reports from Biddeford that three teenagers nearly died when their boat was hit and sunk by a tree. Local farmers believe that more than a 100 cows and sheep have drowned and this estimate is likely to rise. The Prime Minister visited the area by helicopter this morning and has promised that if necessary, Navy units will be used to support rescue efforts. The brothers try to phone each other but found that the BBC had been correct in their report. The telephone system really was not working. Nick wanted to know if he still had a job, but Timothy had a far more serious problem. How to deal with Jemima Madison at dinner in La Constanza that evening. The problem was he didn't know what kind of relationship Nick and Jemima had. From what Jemima had said, Nick should be broken-hearted that it was over. But Nick hadn't seemed heartbroken when Timothy saw him on the farm. He hadn't said anything about Jemima at all. So, should or shouldn't Timothy encourage Jemima to think romantically about Nick? Of course, because Jemima was the daughter of Nick's boss, it made everything even more difficult. Timothy looked through Nick's wardrobe to find a tie to match Nick's shirt. 
he wished he could speak to Gwyneth to ask her for some advice. But perhaps it was a bit strange to ask your wife for advice about going out with your brother's girlfriend. So, how do office romances work in London? said Gwyneth to Nick, as the three of them sat around the table after supper. She opened her notebook and took the lid off her pen. Wanda poured them all something more to drink, then both women sat looking at him with interest. This is for your new book, is it? asked Nick, feeling uncomfortable and scratching the back of his neck. Yes, I'm calling it Software of the Heart, and it will be about a secretary whose boss is a computer genius and owns his own company. For a long time, he doesn't realise how important she is to him, but finally she saves the company from bankruptcy, he marries her, and they all live happily ever after. Bankruptcy? asked Wanda. What is it? No money left in the bank, so the company can't pay its bills, explained Gwyneth. I see, said Nick. Mm, Sounds like a perfectly normal week in the average office. Well... Um, first of all, you can't call her a secretary anymore. She'd be called a team assistant or administrator. I really don't know why, because it's the same work. Gwyneth made some changes in her notebook. Why don't you give us a typical example of dating from your own love life, she said, if you have one. She and Wanda giggled. Nick ignored them and thought for a moment. Well, I know straight away if I find somebody attractive, of course, but I like to work with a woman for a while before I ask her out on a date. That way I can see if she's intelligent and hopefully funny uh, before I spend a whole evening with her. And do women ask men out? asked Wanda. Yes, of course. In fact, Nick stopped. He really didn't want to start discussing Jemima. So, what sort of place do you like to go to for a date, then? Continued Wanda, playing with a piece of her hair. Well, my favourite place is La Constanza, said Nick. Unfortunately, it's expensive, but the food is fantastic, and you get a lot of famous people going there, so it's great for a first date. Back in London... As Jemima and Timothy walked into La Constanza, the head waiter welcomed them enthusiastically. Ah, Signor Nick, Signorina Madison, how wonderful to see you again. Your table is ready. I'll bring your favourite aperitif, see? Aperol and Prosecco. Va bene. He quickly brought them the pink fizzy drinks. Timothy had never tried it before. It was not the sort of thing you ordered in the local pub in Tortbridge. He took a small taste. Mm, not bad, he thought. He wondered if it was the sort of thing the local supermarket in Devon would have. It seemed unlikely. I see you're wearing the tie I got you when we were in Venice together, said Jemima. How sweet. Venice, thought Timothy. This relationship must be pretty serious, then. Nick continued as Wanda and Gwyneth listened. So we would have a drink, 
and at first we talk about the office to break the ice. Nick took a spoonful of the fresh goat's cheese and apricot pudding that Wanda had made that afternoon. And then, very important, I compliment her about something. Gwyneth made some more notes. Jemima looked through the menu. I thought it was brilliant how you got Daddy to listen to our new proposals for the Spazio advertising campaign, she said after a moment. How did you persuade him so quickly? Oh, I used that three-step technique in that book you gave Nick, uh, you gave me. It really worked. It does, doesn't it? Well, I think you managed everything terribly well. Timothy scratched the back of his neck. Mmm, this pudding is delicious, Wanda. Really, really good, said Nick. Wanda's face went pink. Anyway, then I tried to move the conversation onto more personal areas, he continued. Things outside work. Try to get her to talk about her interests. See if we have anything in common. So if I was talking to you, Wanda, I'd ask you about Poland and tell you about the time I went to Krakow. You went to Krakow? said Wanda eagerly. When was that? You see, said Nick, easy, isn't it? So the conversation continues and you end up getting married and living happily ever after, like in Software of the Heart. As long as nothing goes wrong, of course. Jemima put down her menu and looked at Timothy carefully. You know, Nicholas, I think that your visit to the country did you good. You look healthier somehow. Is it very beautiful down there? Oh, yes, said Timothy. Though, of course, with the floods at the moment, it's a bit difficult. I don't know how badly affected the farm is. Poor you, said Jemima. She put her hand on top of his and pressed it sympathetically. You must be so worried about Timothy and Gwyneth. Can I do anything to help? But at that moment... Something went badly wrong for Jemima's plan for that evening. Tanya Mishkovich walked into the restaurant. Chapter 10 Telling Tanya Timothy immediately noticed a change in the atmosphere, but did not at first understand why. A tall, well-dressed, middle-aged man entered the room followed by a very thin woman walking on very high heels, wearing a very small black dress which hardly covered her top and nothing of her very long legs. Her blonde hair was piled up high on top of her head and her neck and fingers glittered with diamonds. Not only the head waiter, but also the owner of La Constanza fussed around her and her companion, sat them down and brought them drinks. Timothy turned his attention back to Jemima and continued his conversation about the farm. Well, this goat of my, of my brother's, I mean, is really extraordinary. She's the leader of the herd and any time... Nicholas, it's Tanya Mishkovich, hissed Jemima. Look who she's with. That's Crown Prince Shamin of Kazakhstan. They must have gone public. It'll be in all the newspapers and magazines tomorrow. 
Looks like he's given her most of Kazbakistan's crown jewels already. What are you going to say to her? asked Jemima. About the diamonds? Well, as a socialist, I think they belong to the people, but... Not the diamonds? What are you going to say to her about the Zaiwu TV commercial? Her assistant telephoned office three times today. You were in meetings the whole time, whispered Jemima. If Tanya sees you, she'll ask you what's happening. You'll have to tell her the commercial is cancelled. Does she know what I look like? asked Timothy. Jemima looked surprised. Of course she does, Nicholas. You came here to discuss the commercial with her, and that boyfriend of hers then, Li Yong, the son of the Zaiwu chairman. Right, yes, of course. Is there a back exit to the restaurant, do you think? Don't be silly. Why don't you try the three-step technique if she gets unpleasant? Worked on Daddy. At that moment, Tanya got up to go to the ladies' room, and as she walked across the restaurant with the eye of every man following her, she noticed Timothy and Jemima trying to look very small in the corner, and she changed her direction. Timothy stood up as she approached. She had a look in her eye that Timothy had seen once with Lady Lois when he took away some carrots from her before she had finished them. There had been a very unpleasant scene. Why, Tanya, what a nice surprise, he said. Seeing you here again. Nikotchka, why are you not giving me information? said Tanya in a strong Russian accent. I want to know what is happening with this car commercial. Yes, yes, I quite understand, Tanya. Ah, uh, but we have a slight problem at the moment. Zaiwu is thinking again what kind of TV commercial they want. And, well, there is a little bit of a problem with your um, personal situation. My personal situation. What do you mean? Tanya seemed surprised until she saw Timothy looking towards her companion. Then she understood. How dare you? she hissed. What does my private life have to do with making a commercial? It should be a professional decision, not because of a stupid argument with that stupid boy. It was time to try Dr. Sukasus. Tanya, Timothy said, I can see you're upset, but I don't think this is the right venue. If you want to speak to me tomorrow, give me a call. Tanya looked at him in amazement. Call you again? I think you've wasted enough of my time, idiot man. She turned to look at her companion, who held up his hand as if trying to pacify her, and then... Just when Timothy hoped Dr. Sukasus had succeeded again, Tanya suddenly swung the big bag she had in her hand straight into his face. Timothy fell backwards onto the dessert table, and for the next few minutes he was only aware of shouts and noise all around him. When he was finally sitting down on his chair again, he found Tanya 
and her crown prince had gone. Jemima was putting ice wrapped in a napkin on his nose and there was blood down his front and tiramisu down his back. Babe, babe, said Jemima. Are you all right? Talk to me, babe. It was a little time before Timothy could speak. He decided he had had enough of trying to be his brother for one day. Jemima, he said, I'm going to go home to bed. Can you order me a taxi? Meanwhile, on Aldridge Farm, the group around the kitchen table had reduced itself to two. So, when I've finished my studies, I will start my own business with organic foods in Poland, said Wanda. But you know, organic food is not yet very popular in Poland. Maybe in three to five years, perhaps. But, oh, Wanda stopped. Where's Gwyneth? She went to bed about half an hour ago, answered Nick. He found he wanted to find out more about Wanda. But don't worry, I'll help her tomorrow morning with the milking. So, tell me about your family. How old are your brothers and what do they do? Well, Pavel is 22, continued Wanda, and he wants to become a... So there we are, poor Jemima. Well, I hope you enjoyed the story and now you should know the very best techniques for seducing somebody and I hope that you use this superpower that I've just given you only for good. Today I have a very shocking announcement. This week there were no new reviews posted to my website www.behindthebottomline.com now, this is very hurtful, people. Uh, I can see that you're listening to the story. Don't you want to say something about it? Now, don't be shy. There are still four copies of Double Trouble left, which I would love to send to you. You just need to write a review for it. So, write a review, post it to my website in the Leave a Review section, and then just send me a personal message with your address, and I will send you your very own signed copy, which, as I don't get tired of repeating, is going to be worth thousands of euros in a couple of years' time when Hollywood makes the film of Double Trouble. I might actually have to start thinking about who we should have in the main roles. You can put that in the review if you like. Uh, send some suggestions. Next week's episode is called Cheesemakers, and we'll see what happens when Tim visits a cheese shop in London and back on the farm, Nick and Wanda get trapped in a cheese cellar. So, until then, take care and goodbye.